Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Do not attempt to adjust your device. This is Extreme Freedom Audio Bulletin. It cannot be traced, it cannot be stopped, and it is the only free voice left in the geek revolution. And welcome back to another episode of Weeby Geeks. It is Derek and myself, Mike, and we are joined once again. It's, we were talking pre-show. It had been a while, but we have returning back Tracy Birdsall. How's everyone doing? Hello. Glad to be back. So last time we talked, um, Rogue Warrior was the, the big thing that you were working on. You were almost done with Where's Jenna? Oh, okay. And that just came out a few weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. So I was going to say, how how do things go with Rogue Warrior? And then... Fantastic. And then how do things go with Where's Jenna? But we just got that. It just came out. <laughs> yeah, because Jenna just came out. It's being distributed by Lionsgate and by Indican, because I guess Lionsgate bought Indican. Okay. So they have different rights with the different ones. And, and that, that came out really good. The reviews have been really good. I won't read them anymore. I only read them for the first day. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, Rogue Warrior was was a blast when that came out. It actually sold out in the first couple of days. It was on wow. exclusive Walmart. And people couldn't get it. And I'm getting all these messages on social media and stuff. I'm like, I guess they didn't order enough at first. So they re- redid it and it came back out and then it ran out again. So we actually sold out twice. That's awesome. Yeah. So so now um I, I'll admit I was a little shocked when I saw the email from you going, Hey, I got hey, Evolution yeah. War coming. So <laughs> fill us in a little bit about Evolution War because I myself and uh, even from the, the presser you gave, still a little lost and want to know more actually about Evolution War. Well, one of the reasons why is because we've been a little bit cagey because there's some huge spoiler things that as we get a little bit closer we'll let we'll let loose. Um, I'd say it's like tenfold of Rogue Warrior. I mean, just the action elements alone are just insane. It's luckily I turn my brain off when it's time to do things because otherwise it'd be like, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh-huh. scale down, you know? <laughs> it's like, but um, what's 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 fascinating about Evolution War is that there's these creatures that have taken over the, the Earth, and and um, there's very few humans left. And so it's basically searching for humans to repopulate the race, but at the same time, trying to overcome the creatures. And the only way that you can do that is in order to build an army of robotics, basically, to so take all the machines and to, to network them together. It's, it's very, very complicated. I mean, just this, well, the script alone, I would say when I first read the script, I was like, oh my God, because it's always like, how am I going to do something better than the last thing I just did? You're always looking for that next great thing. But it was so much bigger than what I expected. It's very exciting. And then you come back to us. Hello. So, so that we we must be one of those next great big things that they can you get go. you do. So I'll take that as yeah, a that good. Funny, good you know, funny. You always remember the people you enjoy chatting with. You know, it's it's, oh, the, it's, it's it goes around. You know. Well, I'm I'm glad to know we were that memorable. So. <laughs> I also like the name of your site. I mean, there's just something about Weeby Geeks and, you know. Well, I will say, um, because I've been reminiscing, because getting close to the, believe it or not, six-year anniversary of the site, and then the show will hit six years in November. um, When we, It was around this time we were trying to figure out what we're going to do for our name. 
Yeah. And we we had stuff like Kapow, because a friend of ours at work says that all the time. I'm like, yeah, but there's there's a show with that. I said, mm-hmm. but, you know, we're we're geeky. I'm like, well, yeah. Toys R Us, we be geeks, yeah. fit in place, and it's been uh, and it's catchy. Fit ever since it has fit ever since. It's really catchy. It's really catchy. So, and congratulations on six oh, years. Thanks. I, I mean, there's there's we be geeks. There's nerds that geek. You know, there's a yeah. couple of there are but for some, I think it's just because I'm so proud of being a geek my whole life that when we see things like that, you kind of automatically feel drawn to it. Well, Derek and I are part of another show that's Star Wars. And, and I know uh, we talked about last time how you filmed Rogue Warrior on some set lo- at, at some locations used in Star Wars. Um, mm-hmm. we, w- we went through the same thing with that and then came up with what ended up being the show names like quick. Has it been used? Is it what's the Internet presence? And it's not there. It's like, yeah, really? And that ended up being Wookiee Radio. Oh, 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 I like this. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how is that not there? We, we, we thought, yeah, that's taken. Well, it um, is now. <laughs> I love that. I, I imagine you saw the new Star Wars then. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. yes. Ed, what did you guys think? We're going to turn the interview around. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, it's not the first time and, and we're okay with that. Um we we actually talked about it on the last episode of Wiki Radio with our our third co-host. Um, I think overall we we enjoyed it. It it was a nice throwback to similar to Rogue One with that original trilogy type feel and vibe. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was it was funny. I'd say the only thing I didn't enjoy about it, I thought the acting was brilliant. I thought you know I enjoyed everything about it, but I didn't like the fact that they told us how to remember the characters because my imagination is so much better than that. I had these like big stories in there and it's like, oh, now where'd all that go? You know? <laughs> it's like, well, so, yeah, that's that's yeah. the problem. Yeah. Yeah. But but I just um it was it was a fun movie. And I, I had yeah. fun with it. So that's the important thing, I think. All in all, I think it was a great movie. It was just funny because afterwards I had this funny feeling. I couldn't figure out what it was. And that's what it was. It was that my imagination had already filled in all those blanks. And I had to, like, defrag yeah. drive, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. But well, that was, that's part of the same thing I, um, I had with, like, the prequels and stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it was, like, I enjoyed some of it, but then some of it I'm like, that... That's uh, not quite how I envisioned it. Exactly, but. yeah. I had a different idea myself, yeah. <laughs> but no, they did a really nice job. I, I hate the the fact that, that, you know, a lot of people are getting flack from that because it's true, the, the geek nerds are so brutal that they're yeah. going to on any, I mean, they, they picked on us. They pick on everybody. And, and I yeah. had to look at that when Rogue Warrior came out. I had to go, okay, what are they doing to these guys? And I'm like, oh, okay, this is just this is just what they do. You know? yeah. <laughs> it's like pick it apart. Yeah. Did you get did you get a lot of that? Oh, my gosh. You get. OK, so we hit a re- somebody wrote a Reddit post right after Rogue Warrior came out and all of our ratings were really, really good. And they're like, did you see this? This independent film has these ratings. And literally thousands of them bombarded it with bad reviews. They hadn't even seen it but negative reviews yeah. and uh-huh. negative comments and all this stuff and it, it was actually it was really sad because i didn't expect it and we just like tanked but yet we've sold out and they have to reorder you know so you have to take it all into perspective yeah. and the, right. um, and and just like on star wars with that when girls complaining about i mean the body shaming is off the hook I mean, it's just, it's amazing the things people will say. But at the end of the day, the movie did really well. We were number one in Japan for three weeks, you know? So it's like, you have to look at this. Congrats. Yeah. 
thank you. You have to just look at it and you have to be like, okay, they're just, you know, they're I, just being geeks. I totally spaced that it had released. And, and now that I do, I got to figure out how to get a copy. <laughs> I think you can even get it on Amazon right now, but Walmart had an exclusive for 60 days. And it was kind of <laughs> cool. It was the only non-studio film that Walmart was even carrying because they've cut way back on what they'll carry. Yeah. And, um, so it was that for 60 days and then, um, and then it went wide. It's, it's literally everywhere now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so you haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. <laughs> I, ha- I have not. Hang I, on, I, remember, hang on. I remember the trailer. <laughs> I know. Did you feel that? <laughs> I, all the way through the back of the head. You're right. Um, I mean, it, it's definitely now that I am fully aware that it's out, I, I will be trying to find it. Um, I think we yeah. We were in theaters in um, June for a week, and then it went out the following week on the exclusive to Walmart. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully so. Walmart still has it. If not, like you said, I will go to Amazon and look for it there. Yeah. You can even, I mean, YouTube, Vimeo, uh, not Vimeo, YouTube, what is it, Voodoo, Google Play, okay. like all those places. Everybody has it now. I, I think do. I just saw it on, on YouTube, too. Yeah. Uh, YouTube, YouTube Red. Red. Yeah, I, yeah, I think iTunes will probably have it. Sony has it up there. Yeah. Oh, we we need to get it on Netflix. I know, right? That, that way, it could just take off. Yeah. I love Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> you put um, a good word me over there or something. <laughs> if I knew someone, I would. I know. We, we can put all kinds of good words for you, but it won't do any good. I'm yeah. afraid. Yeah, they don't have Who's Jenna either, and it's available pretty much everywhere else now. Although I haven't been able to find it in stock anywhere, the physical media. Like, I have a copy of it, but I'm trying to get more because I have people who want me to sign them, and they can't find it anywhere. And so, of course, they send me messages, and it's like, I can't find it either. (laughs) (laughs) So with Well, maybe that's a good thing. It means, you know, people are buying it. It's either a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll go. We'll stick with the good. Okay. 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 There, we'll there, there, there's been too much negative stuff in fandoms over the last weekend to think about yeah, the bad. Into that, yeah. So, yeah. so we'll stick with the good. Okay. Um, with Evolution War, what were? I'm a, I don't know how to say this without it sounding wrong, and it's not meant to. What were some of like the the sci-fi influences for the film? I'm not the right person to talk to about influences because I didn't write it. And see, the funny thing with me is I'm not a method actor. Like I studied method when I was younger and stuff, but I'm that actor because I was a little kid geek who once I go out there and I've got the script and I, I know it backwards and forwards, I just live it. So it's like, to me, this is actually happening when I'm doing it. And so, you know, I can tell you some of the places we shot and stuff like that, but I can't. I've never seen anything like it. Um, I've uh, the director best compared it with um, Terminator and Pacific Rim, and it's funny because wow. we even we even shot um, in one of the locations they shot on um, for Terminator, and that's out at El Mirage. And it was funny. We were shooting out there and he goes, you know, this reminds me of that part in Terminator. And then he came back and he Googled it and he was like, oh, that's where they shot that. (laughs) (laughs) Funny. It was a complete accident. Yeah. But we spent a lot of time underground, too, because the um, a lot of the, you know, a lot of the, uh, you know, the creatures are underground. And so they're kind of, you know, they're going after the creatures and stuff. And so we, we've been in every tunnel, every lava tube, every cave we could find. And it's absolutely fascinating. I've spent so much time under the earth. <laughs> you know? 
And we even had a couple of lava tubes that did these huge caves at the end, but they're all underground. But to get to them, you got to see this with the crew and the cast. You literally, there's this one place where it's like three feet off the ground where the lava had flowed. And so you have to get on your stomach and shimmy underneath this tunnel. And then it like opens up and it's incredible. And there's bats and everything. I mean, it's just nuts. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Sounds kind of fun, actually. (laughs) You know, I love that stuff. I just love it. But... There was a lot of times this time that I was thinking, you know, this has gotten a little bit more dangerous than I'm used to. (laughs) (laughs) The older we get, the more dangerous it gets. This is much more dangerous than anything I faced when I was younger. (laughs) One area out in uh, what's it called? Fossil Falls. And again, it's from lava and stuff like that. And you go to this one place where the the walls drop down and we were going to be shooting at the bottom of this. And and Neil's got like the crew and stuff like that. And they're scaling down this side of this thing and there were bees and everything. I'm like, sorry about that. I'm like, like, I'm not as tall as you guys are like, like, I'm going to fall. There's like nothing to hang on to. (laughs) So it's the one time he let me walk around. He did say, okay, you can walk around. (laughs) (laughs) But, and I'm pretty brave, but it was nuts. So is, is Evolution War a sequel to to Rogue Warrior or no. just totally separate story? Totally separate story. My character in it, Angel D, um, she's, she's a failed musician who's then turned to being a starship mechanic. And um, it's really about trying to repopulate the Earth, but at the same time, they're trying to save the Earth. So it, it's it's not. I mean, we go to Mars. We actually there's some. When you talk to Neil, you'll have to ask him how he got some of the uh, the space footage and stuff. He did some very clever things. So we actually have you know real <laughs> stuff from outer space and stuff like that to integrate. Because we're trying to make it all so much more real. And as he goes more practical and less green screen, he kind of went to a whole new extreme this time. So, sweet. <laughs> I'm, yeah. So I'm I'm assuming. Neil's a director that that you have enjoyed working with quite a bit since this is at least your second project with him. It's actually um, my fourth role. But I also, it started out because we were both geeks and we were talking once at a casting and um, he he goes, I wish I had something for you now. He goes, I just have a project in post and I have this one Starship computer voice. And I was like a little kid. I'm like, I've never done a voice before. I will so be the computer, right? (laughs) So that's actually how our collaboration started was me geeking out over I'll be the computer, you know? So, and then, and then he, he, um, we had, films at at a similar festival and I was getting an award, the Maverick Award, which is for my contribution to film. And it's a really big honorary award. And so he was watching the whole thing and he saw that, you know, that I was really respected in my community, but I'd never really done sci-fi except for this voice that I did for him. (laughs) And so so he's like, we got to find something for you to head up. We got to find a project, da, 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 da. And so that's how we started working together is he had a project and we collaborated and then again and again. And I got to tell you, between what I had to do in warrior and when you see it you'll be like you can tell i was tortured you can tell i was put through through the through the mill and i mean definitely evolution war if i'm not going to exaggerate it's tenfold it's just i can't even believe that he asked me to do the things he asked to do on camera but i did it willingly well i i do remember the promo shots that october coast sent us um Mm -hmm. with rogue warrior and i'm like wow that's 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 pretty intense and And, and and now seeing the shots that
that you sent for um, Evolution War, I was like, you know, like you said, it definitely looks even more. I'm like, okay. It, it was brutal. I only I only passed out shooting one day. And it was funny. I was going back to the, to the trucks. And I'd been doing this action scene. And I have this long staff. And this thing's like 45 pounds, right? And I have to do all this fancy stuff with it. And I'm running and I'm shooting. And all of a sudden, I mean, my heart had been racing. My face was beat red. It was over 100 degrees. And I just thought to myself, I'm going down, right? (laughs) I'm doing stuff 20-year-olds don't do. I'm like, I'm out of here. And so they were like, oh, go back to the trucks, go cool down, da-da-da-da-da, just bring the staff with you, right? And it, like, fell out of my hands. Like, oh, wow. and I just, like, barely made it back to the trucks. And then after I cooled down, it was really funny because they were shooting some other stuff. And I came back out, and I'm like, it's okay, I just needed a little nap. <laughs> <laughs> but I just was out, yeah. Well, I, I can confirm Rogue Warrior I have found on Amazon in DVD format. Well, man. so there you go. Blu-rays are... Is it... We is it in stock? Yes. It is in stock. Oh, okay. Because like a week ago, they only had seven left. Uh, it's not telling me how many are in stock. That means they've got plenty of stock. Um, yeah. But there's they also, but they also have a listing of used uh, 24. There's 24 used online as well. <laughs> there you go. So. Safe play, right? <laughs> um, so being the geek you are. Are you? Do you prefer doing the sci-fi adventure films now, or or what you were doing prior to the sci-fi? You know, I I, I just love doing the sci-fi. Um, I love also doing the other films because it keeps me relevant in those genres. I don't want to get pigeonholed where then somebody's like, oh well, she's just a sci-fi actress. So I think it's important to keep and and what's what's cool about doing these films with Neil these last few films is they're so character based that they're very much like doing a drama and comedy and all these other things but what I like about the sci-fi is it doesn't just use your skills it uses your your physicality which I'm really really into my fitness and you know I'm total tomboy um, but it uses your physicality, it uses your brain, it uses, you know, every aspect of everything. I mean, the techno jargon alone is so much fun. You know, sometimes you have to rattle off a couple pages straight and it's just so much fun. It's You don't get challenged like that doing other genres. But I, but I do like to stay relevant in the other genres. Yeah, I mean, doing comedy is a piece of cake. It's so much fun, but it's really a piece of cake. As long as you have your timing down and stuff like that, which I learned in my teen years, you know, it's just, it's really fun. It's kind of like, it's kind of like going on vacation. <laughs> uh, if you're able to keep up with Michael J. Fox, then, yeah. then you're made. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. I, I guess it would be less uh, dangerous doing the comedies. You know, I do get a lot of injuries. Like I'm just down to one right now. And this is from the backfire of the gun because the guns are so big and heavy and then they dig a hole. And I mean, literally I was covered in bruises just from shooting the gun yeah i mean i have pictures because i make jokes about a book called war wounds i probably have 600 pictures because every time i get injured rather than complaining i photograph it (laughs) (laughs) that's a good idea it works yeah i mean sometimes you know my butt and my thighs are just completely covered in bruises from falling and rolling and just everything yeah it's brutal <laughs> the, the the rock that they thought they cleared out you found i'm pretty good at finding those i'll tell you a funny story on that we were shooting the time war and here's a funny tidbit and that is neil always is so polite to his actors right and i just saw this again with evolution war and he's if he has a new actor he'll be like oh well, let me get you some padding for when you fall and everybody gets crash pads and everybody gets blankets and everything except for me <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> he's like, oh, you can take it. You never complain about anything. So one day we were shooting and, um, and it was the scene where I get shot because in the time where I die a lot because of time travel. And um, he got me this huge blow up crash pad, right? I was so excited. I got to die with gusto, right? So I get shot. I fall down on the crash pad and I'm so light. I literally bounced off the crash pad and <laughs> rolled down the hill. <laughs> hit, every, hit every rock, hit every anything. And everybody's sitting there like, are you okay? Like, cause they couldn't see me. I'd gone way down a green. And I'm like, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you just can't win. <laughs> well, so other actors don't have to worry about working with him because he takes really good care of them. But me, he makes me suffer. Yeah. <laughs> well, even even when he tries to help you, he he just makes it worse. Apparently. <laughs> so, it so, was funny though. Make for a great outtake. So, so are you trying to make that analogy that for Neil, you're his Burt Ward from? <laughs> you could say. You could say. <laughs> It's actually quite funny to me, too. But I think it's just because he knows I'm tough, you know? And so he's like, oh, we'll just get the shot. You know, we don't have to bother with all these extra things, you know? You can handle it, no problem. I know. I know. It's really quite funny. <laughs> So um, so when, do, when does Evolution War come out? It's in post right now, and we expect it by the end of the summer. So, oh. yeah, yeah, very yeah. excited about it because it's completely different. It's completely different characters. It's completely different. It's very, very, it's very exciting. It was fun working with the creatures, too, because in post, you get to see what those creatures actually look like. <laughs> <laughs> the robots, a lot of them are practical, and, um, and I love that. But since we did Rogue Warrior, and I was so used to working with practical robots, robots even though they were practical a lot of times he didn't bring them to set because they could get damaged and stuff just because i do have a big imagination you know so there you go now <laughs> is there going to be a limited theatrical release or is it straight to video we don't know yet i mean with um with sony and rogue warrior there was limited theatrical so we don't know if, um, I mean, I'm sure Sony will take it if we want them to take it. We've had a couple of other people that are in, companies that are interested. So we haven't exactly released who we're going to release through yet because we're still working through the nitty gritty of it. But um, yeah, but it'll be out by the end of summer. I was just thinking, actually, I do. Uh, I actually do another podcast uh, with one of my friends called Keepers of the Fringe. That's a great show. And uh, oh, thanks. <laughs> and uh, we we actually uh, we do uh, we watch and review movies like independent films and uh like uh and actually i think uh i think we're gonna have to add some of your movies to our list because they'd be perfect for the show that'd be great it's exactly the type of movies we do we uh we watch and review so awesome yeah it was fun it was funny as people were were reviewing who's jenna because most of the people you know have gotten to know me over the last few years for the sci-fi stuff and it's like wait a minute she's in a comedy (laughs) (laughs) even a lot of the sci-fi and geek channels reviewed it because they were so curious you know they were like (laughs) well since who's jenna just recently came out Mm-hmm. Why don't you fill newer listeners to the show who weren't around when you came on the first time? Because we're always growing. Um, and remind those who were on 
with us the last time. What Who's Jenna is about? Who's Jenna is about, I play, I play Jenna, of course, and she's an attorney and she falls in love. She meets in a bar, which was funny because I've never fallen in love in a bar. So it was a whole new experience. <laughs> I now know what it's like to pick up a guy at a bar. And, um, and his best friend, which is played by Joe D'Onofrio, is hilarious in this film, thinks that I look exactly like a famous porn star. And he has like this huge comedic porn addiction. And so there's all these jokes going on throughout the whole film where he's trying to figure out if this is me. And, you know, so anyway, there's a whole lot of side storylines. You know, there's the love story. There's some offshoots with um, Joe Barsha, which is played by Gary Pastore, is my brother-in-law in the film. And he's also there's he's blackmailing this. Other, I mean, there's all this blackmail. There's all this weird stuff. And then there's the love story. So it's it's very much a uh, let's call it a modern throwback, you know, because even when you look at the artwork, you look at it and it looks like, is this an 80s flick or something? Do you know what I mean? But the um, but and, and a lot of it has that old throwback feel, but it's set in modern times. We shot it on the East Coast in New Jersey, New York. And it's like all these Sopranos <laughs> cast members and me, <laughs> which was very fun. Yeah. Since since you said you love doing comedy and you're you're loving sci-fi, have you been trying to pitch yourself on Spaceballs too, which would be right <laughs> there up your alley? Sounds like fun, but I haven't pitched myself on anything because I've literally been working for six years. So it's like people ask me what I do in my free time. I'm like, well, I can tell you what I did in my free time six years ago. <laughs> it's like I don't because. You have to remember when you're when you're the lead in this many features in a row, you know, you basically have 90 pages and between Rogue Warrior and Who's Jenna, I had a week off between the two. So I had to be off book on 180 pages. Wow. And I mean, yeah. And, and, and Rogue Warrior, even Evolution War, I mean, I'm in almost every scene. So there's no downtime even on set. So you've got to know everything like the back of your hand, which takes months of preparation. This is the first time, though, Evolution War, because he stuck the script in front of me. And I was kind of thinking, you know, my mom had just passed away. And I was thinking through all the things I wanted to do. And he goes, I want to shoot this film. And you got to play this. And I'm da, da, da. And I'm like, okay, well, let me read it. I read it. I had to do it. He goes, but you don't have the prep time you normally have. And my heart started to, to freak out because I am so used to knowing that character inside and out and identifying not just what they do and how they move, but which facial muscles they prefer. I mean, you'll notice, and people say it all the time when they watch different movies that I do, I look completely different. And that's because I put so much effort into what they do differently, you know, and, and create right. them to be individual. And so I had to do this in a matter of just a couple of months. And you know what? I found out I don't need six months because it worked out great. <laughs> <laughs> I learned something. She she has turned into the Scotty of the independent sci-fi world. Burt Ward, Scotty. <laughs> How long is it going to take you to prepare? Six months. Done in two. I was actually really surprised myself. I like didn't feel any um, any sense of trepidation or anything because I just worked that much harder for a couple of months. And um, and and the interesting thing is she speaks differently too. She speaks really fast. And so you have to be off book so well to rattle this stuff off and speak fast at the same time. It's kind of, it was challenging, but it was great. So did, did you feel that you got, um, you got to know the character well enough? Oh yeah. Cause I can't, I can't shoot a day if I don't know the, until I know the character inside and out. Like I have mm. to have fully identified because I, because I don't use method because I just live that character. So I have to know exactly who they are. And 
I mean, her costuming was pretty, pretty insane in a lot of it. So that, um, that helped, you know, you kind of, you have all the, all the check marks in your brain. Okay. And the last check mark I have right before they yell action is always facial muscles. Cause that's the hardest thing to remember. But um, there's some really cool costuming because of the fact that she was a famous musician that failed. <laughs> so she has these really cool like armors and things like that. And they were made by this guy in Spain, Ernesto Graz. And he makes these things for me and sends them to me. And they're absolutely insanely amazing. Nice. Yeah. So it helps with the mindset, you know. You get your blue hair in and you get your, <laughs> your crazy outfit in. <laughs> <laughs> So what was one of your uh, favorite scenes or favorite sequences in Evolution War? Um, It's the first film I've ever known that did this. And there's a scene where something isn't working and she actually goes up on top of the spaceship. And that was my favorite because it's like the wind elements and all these other things. And it's like, and I Googled it. And who's ever done a film with somebody on top of a spaceship? Nobody. Right? <laughs> it's like, I couldn't find it anywhere. And it was such a cool scene where she's in this rage, you know? And so it was just, it was really, really fun. It was very exhilarating, I would say. It sounds awesome. Yeah. On the opposite end, what was one of your least favorite scenes in the whole film? Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> I could tell you another favorite thing while I think about it. And that is there's so much running in this movie. And it was like, because I think in the last movie, it was like, I could run more, you know? <laughs> and this one, it's like, I'm constantly running towards her from something. And that was really, really fun. Least favorite scene. Um, I'd have to say there's a scene um, on Mars and although I love the scene in its finished form, it was it was really tedious because we had we had a newer actor and we had, you know, and it was hot and all this. So we just had a lot of issues we had to deal with. So it took a long time to get to the part. We spent like six hours of the day shooting their coverage and they only had a few lines and I had like two pages or something like that. So we get towards the end and we wanted to get these actors shot out and they did a marvelous job, but they're just not used to being in front of the camera as much. And, um, and then he's like, I think we're going to have to shoot yours another day. I don't think we're going to get it done. You know? And I'm like, I got this. <laughs> and so we shot those scenes like this. Cause I didn't want to drive all the way out there again and have to, and I'd been waiting all day, you know? So yeah, I think that was probably the most tedious scene. Yeah. You are a true professional. <laughs> I think we did like a couple of takes and it was like we were done. It was just, I just rattled it because I was so afraid I was going to have to go out there another day. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Something fun happened on that shoot too. Um, I could actually introduce you if he comes in here. So here we are 10 miles from anything out in the middle of the desert. And we're in an area where they do a lot of off-roading, but it's a non-off-roading day. So there's nothing out there. And, um, you know, no, no anything as far as the eye can see. And we're driving out there and off-roading. And next thing you know, you see this dog run across the, he's like running for his life. Right. And we were making jokes. How it was like watching a Mad Max movie. That's how fast he was running. <laughs> and we're chasing him and chasing him because he would have died spending the night out there, you know? And, and finally I, I had them stop the trucks and I called to him and he came up and he was whimpering and crying and he looked like he was injured. Um, and we picked him up in a blanket cause we thought he was going to bite and we put him in the truck and somebody had to stay in the truck with him the entire day. And we had to leave the air conditioning on, which was hard because we were on a minimal crew. 
And um, we brought him back with us. Somebody left him, you know, dumped him out there. His tongue wouldn't go in his mouth. He didn't drink water for six Mm -hmm. hours. So he'd probably been out there a couple of days, you know, probably would have died that night and brought him back and brought him, brought him in and nobody claimed him and stuff. So he lives here now. Awesome. (laughs) Nice. Name is Max. good story. And his name is Max. Yeah. Very appropriate. Yeah. What kind of dog was he? He's looks like he's um, the guys told us he was a Jindo, which is from an island in South Korea. I guess they're really popular with Asians. But he looks like he looks like a Jindo got a little lucky with a corgi. <laughs> <laughs> they say he's Jindo, but I think there's some corgi in there. Yeah. Is he a white dog? Yeah, he's cream. I don't know where he is. Max. I think I saw. I think I saw his little tail come by. Walk yeah, by. Yeah, his little curly tail. <laughs> oh, here he comes. Hang on. Will you please put the dog in front of the camera. <laughs> Here, a little more. There he is. Aww, he's adorable. <laughs> and he's super friendly. He's That's a, awesome. Like, one of his eyes is half blue and half brown. Wow. And it's funny because our other dog, that eye is blue and his other one is brown. Thank you. Oh, no, I don't want him in my lap. Do <laughs> 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 <an> interview here? <laughs> <laughs> I will say I am surprised we haven't heard my youngest pup go off when when we adopted her uh, about this time last year. No, less than a little, little over. To, I don't remember. I think we got her in 2016. When we adopted her. When we adopted her. They told us she was a, a beagle pup. Uh-huh. Derek's seen pictures of her. She's no, be- she's no beagle. Those legs are huge on her. <laughs> So that's why I think Max is part corgi. He's got a little short legs. They stick out. <laughs> oh, we we think she's a hound pup and, and, yeah. a, and a Tennessee walking hound. Oh, I don't know what a Tennessee walking hound is. I'll have to look that up. But so we we think that's what a good part of her is. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like, wow, okay, it's no beagle. If <laughs> maybe a little, but not enough. Yeah, it's like people keep thinking that Max is a corgi. Max isn't a corgi. You can tell he's mostly Jindo when you look up what a Jindo is. But those feet and that tail are corgi. <laughs> 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 yeah, just a little corgi. <laughs> yeah, pretty funny though. He's adorable though. Yeah, he's ended up being really sweet. He he is extremely vocal though. And I live in Malibu and we, you know, there's a lot of open space and there's a lot of coyotes. And so every time he sees very protective and every time he sees a coyote starts howling, just like, and the other dog just flips out, like cannot stand the howling. And so it gets a little (laughs) chaotic. Yeah. You'll see the other dog in Rogue Warrior because Moose is in Rogue Warrior. Oh, nice. Yeah. Little Boston. And he was really, he was really afraid shooting Rogue Warrior. Because we were like reacting to exploding cars and all this stuff. And finally it was like, let's just get the shots with the dog and let the dog go home because the poor dog was so scared. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you can understand that, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I could. I could. Yeah. Definitely- In the chat, I added a, uh, I think this was my, is it my current profile picture on Facebook. I don't remember. Yeah. That, that's the hound. Oh, how do you get into the chat? Uh, in the upper corner, you should, or. There it is. Okay. Oh, did I lose it? Aww. <laughs> oh, that's really cute. How sweet. 
very kind photo too. She is spoiled. Yes, yes, most definitely. I, I don't have anything right here. Or I'd show you the other one he wandered off. <laughs> <laughs> but he's really cute in Rogue Warrior, and he there's one scene in there where the dog completely steals the show. And I will tell you, everybody thinks that we have this hired dog and this trainer and everything. I don't know what got into the dog that day. It was in a drone shot. You'll know it right off the bat. But it was brilliant. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> and it made it in the final cut. Yeah, it was pretty funny. You never know what your dogs are going to do. It's those unplanned shots that work out best. Don't they, though? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny because even the even the lines, like some of the random lines, were the most unplanned lines, and um, and people, you know, all the fans and stuff are always pulling up lines and saying things. But there's some of the lines that were like last minute. Let's just say something that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Is that you? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Just try and pull up something for an upcoming question and totally forgot my browser's still open. (laughs) We've got some of the coolest um, interfaces that we're all using that are designed, audio interfaces that are designed for broadcasting or podcasting on the computer. Mm -hmm. And it it allows you to pull, uh, instead of downloading a video and queuing it up to, to a certain spot, all you got to do is just open up a website and it'll go. Wow. And, and there's times where we do use it and, and then I forget that it's to double check that it's muted beforehand. And then I get, <laughs> get the blurb. <clears throat> Funny. I thought we were going to like have a break or something. Let's <laughs> <laughs> use that sound. You know what I mean? <laughs> Let's go to commercial. Huh? Like, oh, be quiet for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> We could do a quick commercial. <laughs> uh, do you guys work with sponsors? Uh, we do. We do have a sponsor that we're working with currently. It's a company called Studio S U D I O, and they make mm-hmm. some great sounding Bluetooth headsets. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, I something about that in your little yeah. thing on your website. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, if you're interested in a pair, if you go to their website, studio.com, and when you check out, if you use the code WeBeGeeks, all as one word, you get 15% mm-hmm. off on your purchase. Well, there. And now you just gave them a commercial, which was perfect. That works. <laughs> it works. I love it. Uh, <laughs> you gotta that was, that was pretty good. You got to be good to your sponsors in life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's very important. Oh, I just love that picture. I just clicked back over to it. <laughs> that is too cute. Oh, my gosh. That's when she's behaving. Oh, she's so cute. There are times when you hear her all throughout the show. I'm like, okay, mute button. Just so, just so we don't hear her. Okay, so I sent you a picture of the other dog that's in Rogue Warrior. Aw, he's cute. Isn't he cute? (laughs) (laughs) This is the dog episode. This is Weeby Dogs today. (laughs) I think that's the episode. Weeby Dogs with Tracy Birdsall. There you go. With a (laughs) D-A-W-G-S. Yeah. Yes. Now I feel bad because I have cats instead of dogs. I used to have cats. And I, you know, it's like the moose was my son's and now since then he's moved. So I imagine he'll collect him soon. And then we found this other one in the desert and it's like, I've had cats my whole life. So I've switched. I've made the switch. (laughs) Yeah. It's been a while since we've had cats. Yeah. It's funny. I had them my whole life and I don't, I don't miss them. I hate to say like I miss the ones I had, but I don't miss, I don't want to get another one. So to speak, you know, it's the litter box or lack of 
having to deal with it. It's number, yeah, it's the second thing you said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, but you got to deal with dog poop. They do it out there. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't, like, I've had outdoor cats in my life too, and I love that. But you can't do an outdoor cat when you have coyotes and bobcats wandering the neighborhood. Yeah. 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 We have a, a family of foxes in our neighborhood. So we got to watch all the cats, make sure everybody's safe. Yeah. But our cat, our cats are indoor cats. So yeah, and that's what I got when I moved here. I got to the point where I had to keep the cats indoors, and it's just kind of I don't know. I didn't I didn't personally like it as well. I liked it when they could go out and be wild, you know. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> be cats, you know. <laughs> but the nice thing about the dog poop, if you want mm-hmm. to, you could just take care of it once a week. <laughs> it's like okay, time to go get the pooper scooper and yeah, once a week, I, right before trash. Day. Yeah, dogs poop elsewhere. They're like, <laughs> I have like an empty field next to me, and it's really pretty because the grass grows really high and stuff, and the dogs just dart right into it. Nobody ever sees it again. <laughs> yeah, that works. Yeah. You uh, you give a little fertilizer for the uh, the plants out there, and everything's good. Yeah, yeah. We 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 have our contribution. And because, because of the coyotes, like if we ever have anything that kind of goes bad or something, like we had some fish once that was in the, and we, it was kind of going off and we just threw it in the field next door. <laughs> and those guys go nuts, especially if they have little pups, because they always bring food back and they'll just go crazy over anything you throw in the field. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh. it's kind of fun to watch. Wild animals. <laughs> Sounds like you have a fun neighborhood out there. <laughs> and there's up the street, a lady has, well, a lady, Trish Vanderveer Scott, who used to be married to George C. Scott before he passed. Okay. She oh. has, she lives up the street and she has um, alpaca. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> and then somebody else around the corner has, a, has rescues pigs. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Malibu is an odd place. You know, a lot of people don't know that side of it, but it's very animal centric. It's like dog rescue zone and rescue anything else zone. I know a lady that even has a steer that she rescued. Huh. Yeah. So. Well, that sounds like a good place, actually. <laughs> Not quite how people think of it out here, but it's so true. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, that sounds cool. Um, So what upcoming projects are you working on? Oh my gosh, for the next uh, for the next month, I'm not going to focus on anything. I have like 15 scripts I have to read that people have sent me. Um, I have so many things coming out, and I've been shooting so much that I've kind of haven't even looked at the scripts. I'm like this, you know. <laughs> I, I just need to get like my bills paid, and you know, go to the gym. <laughs> I just need to spend a little bit of a little bit of Tracy time. I, I make jokes that sometimes I start to forget who I am because I'm always being somebody else. And so if you work <laughs> time, you get so confused. It's like your head. You're like, ah. So, um, yeah, I'm not going to commit to anything for at least a couple of weeks here. But I do have, I would say, altogether in post over 12 hours of footage, whether it be TV series because it's a sci-fi series thing we've been working on or film. So there's so much in the can right now. I've, I've literally on the time war, I figured out that I shot 220 days on that. Uh, now, what was the time war? The time war is this epic science fiction film that just kept growing and growing and growing. We shot in other countries. We shot in England for a month. We shot all over the place. And it's it's um, Hitler traveling through time trying to rewrite history. And what's fascinating is Hitler really did, you know, dabble in time travel, things like that. Like if you Google it, you can even see like this time capsule he was building and stuff like that. 
but it's Hitler trying to traveling through time, trying to rewrite history. And he has this God complex. And so there's all these genetic mutations and all this stuff that goes on. It's a very, very serious sci-fi film that I think has since turned into a series because the director, it's kind of like his pet project. He was working on the script for like 15 years, so long before I met him. And it just kept growing and growing and growing. And I literally play close to 30 characters in it wow. because there's different wow. versions of myself that traveled through time in order to help, in order to fight, in order to, I mean, it's just, it's insane. Just, oh, I'm out, definitely going to have to watch that. Just out of curiosity, mm-hmm. are, are you working with Daniel Logan on this? Yes. Actually, Daniel Logan worked with us. <laughs> yeah, Daniel's in it. Yeah. Remember, Most uh, I'm friends with him on Facebook, and uh, I met him at uh, Celebration 6, the Star Wars convention, the second time it was here in Orlando. Uh, and great guy. And mm-hmm. trying to get him over on, on our Star Wars show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know he just recently had a, a kid. I'm like, when did you he get did. married? Actually, well, he's been married for a long time. He's been married for years. But he... Um... She was pregnant when he shot, and he brought her. She he brought her with with him. It's just very sweet. I think she was like five months pregnant. Yeah, wow. yeah. So no, he's in the time war most definitely. Yeah, he plays Mordred. Okay. See, here's, yeah. here's another one I'm gonna have to pick up. Yeah, to support well, two people I know. Getting him on your show, I'll send him a note. So just remind me. I will. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's a really nice guy. Yes. Yeah, and that was a really fun day. I don't know if you've seen any of the stills of the time war that are floating around the internet. I, I, I've seen I've seen a couple of the shots from what he was on. Yeah. Well, did you did you see the one where um, it's it's what I call modified eye patch? It's it's my character, a future version of her, and she's creepy. Um, and and he's got her in chains. Did you see that image? No. no. Uh, oh. I have to go oh, looking now. Yeah. 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 He actually had me in chains for a while. <laughs> so. I guess the question I've got since working with him, is he going to try and bring you on to Star Trek Continues? I have no idea. I, I don't he, think so. I, mean, I haven't even really talked so much. Yeah. Is he on a new Star Trek? Uh, it's a fan-based oh, sort of fan. Okay. But it, I can't fan films. My manager won't let me. But it, it's done by... Um, Vic, oh, I can't think of his last name. He's a voice actor. Miggy, mm-hmm. uh, oh shoot! You're not giving me a lot to go on here. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm trying. Vic, the voice actor. Okay. I'm trying. You I'm know trying. that guy. <laughs> I know his last name begins with an M. That's all. That's a good voice. <laughs> yeah, it's a so-so voice, you know. <laughs> I'd have some hibiscus tea on that one. <laughs> uh, Vic Mignogna? 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 Yes. Sure. Uh, vo- I know voice acting wise. Oh, Grant Imahara from uh, from Mythbusters is in it as well. Hmm. Uh, basically, the whole concept is is they almost pick up where the original series ends, and Vic plays Kirk. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I don't know who he is. Because um, Michelle is Michelle that Spake, like a web series or something. Yeah, uh, James Do. I think it is um, James James Doohan's son. Uh, James Doohan was Mr. Scott. Okay, is reprising his dad's role oh. for the series. Oh, that's kind of cool. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know about this. Don't know about this. He's a really good guy, though. I mean. 
any any work that he can that he can get, you know, is amazing. So it is fun to work with. He constantly laughs. He's just that happy guy that you think he is when you see him at everything. <laughs> I, I, I no. haven't seen him at a couple conventions. Yeah, he's definitely he's real. He, he he's not. It, it, it's not a persona just for for the crowd he's with. No, no, he loves his crowds. Yeah, it's good. It's good because I hate it when I talk to, and it happens a lot when you talk to other actors and stuff like that. And they're like, well, why are you doing this? And why are you doing that? And it's like, because the people really enjoy it. And they're not, a lot of actors and actresses aren't worried about their fans or their people or stuff like that. It's just, and mm, yeah. I just don't understand that. To me, it's, it's such a big part of it, you know, because the whole purpose that you do something is to entertain people. So if you're entertaining them and they want to, you know, talk to you or listen to you or see something. I mean, I just think that's really cool. You know? Yeah. yeah I, lo- I love the people that I have. I have quite a few people that are that are fans and they'll literally share everything I do and comment on everything I do. And I love that. You know, it just means they appreciate you. Yeah, that's awesome. I want to say I, I don't comment on and like everything, but as I see it pop up. I I do try and contribute to what I see yeah. pop up in my timeline. I mean, so many people that I'm involved with, um, fam, you know, friend wise, and then those that I've had on the show that I've connected with on the different social media fronts. The timeline's just it's out of control. <laughs> It is. It is. And I usually just go on social media to post stuff or to respond to stuff. Like I'm not that person that scans everything because I just have too much to do, you know, but it's like I I used to, you know, and if I have downtime again sometime, I might, (laughs) but it's literally that five minutes you're on it. If you see something, you'll like it and retweet it. And, and always like, especially like with you guys, if you ever have anything you really want me to retweet, just pop me over a message or tag me. And then I'm, I just, oh, that's nice. so easy. Oh, you know? we'll, we'll, we'll be tagging you on, on this episode quite often for the next week. Yeah, I was just going to say, even if it's not me though, if there's something you really just want somebody to share, you know, you want people to get it rolling. A lot of people just start, ta- I just send them messages. I'm like, cause they're like, well, you didn't share my post. I'm like, just tag me and I'll share it, you know, or send me a message and I'll share it. You know, it's like, yeah. Well, that's cool. That's yeah. how you in your horizon, you know? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Now, um, Going back to uh, the time war, I'm looking through the rest of the cast here, mm-hmm. and a couple there's a couple of thing, couple of names that kind of jumped out at me that I found interesting. Besides, uh, of course, <laughs> well, uh, obviously yours is at the top, <laughs> but uh, I see, uh, I see, uh, it has Christopher Lee as the narrator. Yeah, that's I interesting. That too. Do you want to hear the story about that? Yes, please. sure. Okay, so Neil was doing, um, I told you he wrote this script forever ago, and um, and he's been just changing it and changing it and changing it. And he was at Abbey Road Studios with a band that was recording some music, and Christopher Lee was there doing some voice stuff for them. And I guess oh, wow. Neil was sitting there throughout the whole thing thinking, oh, my God, that would be so amazing, right? <laughs> so after we're done, he said to Christopher Lee, he goes, you know, how much would I have to give you to just have you read this? <laughs> 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 and 
And he was like more than happy to oblige and Neil paid him. And this was long, long ago. And he saved those voice recordings all this time. And then now we've filmed the movie and he's laying it in. And I just think it's so cool. That is, that's really cool. Yeah. The audio engineer in me is, is going to ask that he happen to say which studio at Abbey Road they recorded that in. No, but you could ask him. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to. Make a note. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. It'll be there. I've seen the pictures in the video because there's tons of pictures and videos from this whole event, too, just because Neil was so excited about it at the time, you know, and being able to actually get something for his project while he was working with somebody else, you know. But, um, yeah, I haven't been there, so I wouldn't be able to identify it. So the other um, the other cast member that I found rather interesting was um, it has Adolf Hitler listed as himself. <laughs> <laughs> I actually just thought that was funny. <laughs> that is pretty funny, actually. When I saw that, I was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> Sometimes when I enter things, I do random things. And I told Neil I'd done that, and he just laughed. I go, do you want me to take it down? He's like, nah, leave it. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what else is funny about that? That Adolf Hitler actually has an entire IMDb page. I know. Yeah. I know. So weird. You know how I found it? I was entering um, Stephen Manley's name and I wrote the character name, you know, Adolf Hitler. And it had a drop down menu and there was Adolf Hitler's page. I'm like, no way. Adolf Hitler has my page. <laughs> I'm like, I got to add him. <laughs> but there is footage and stills of him in my defense. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. So no. it's accurate. Yes. No. I, I'm gonna ask, being being the geek you are, did you have a geek out moment at all uh, working with William Kircher? The first time, because William Kircher was in Rogue Warrior, I kind of geeked. It was kind of embarrassing, <laughs> but. <laughs> But, you know, it's funny because William to this day, Neil loves putting William and I together in things because we have this insane chemistry that when we work opposite each other, we can ramp it up, ramp it down. We end up all over the place because we have very similar acting styles. And so once I got over my geek stage, then I was able to settle into it. And it was it's really kind of magical. I actually just saw William on Memorial Day. His wife is out and um, we all got together. He came over. Neil came over and um I'll send you that picture, but it was, <laughs> it was just kind of cool, you know, but, but yeah, at first I did, I'll tell you who really had a geek out moment is my, my daughter. And, um, cause she just really is, you know, huge Hobbit fan. And I told, I told her that we were going to be filming. And she's like, can I meet him? Can I meet him? Can I meet him? <laughs> so she got to meet him and she, she was pretty happy. Now he's just a friend to all of us. But at the time, yeah, I had a major geek out moment. There's been a, yeah, a few people I've worked out that I have a geek out moment with for a little while. And then you have to get over it. Yeah. I did make sure and get lots of set pictures right off the bat, though. I'll tell you that. <laughs> there you go. Who's been one of the biggest geek out moments that you've had? Oh, cool. Uh, I don't know. There's been so many, to be honest. Um, and I've gotten a little bit less 
geek out moment ish. Oh, I can think of it though. I was going to say, cause I see so many people at the gym where I live that, you know, there's all these major A-list actors that, you know, that I've had training sessions with now. So it's like my, I geek out a little bit less, but one day, and she knows this too, because I wrote it in a, in a interview and I tagged her when I posted it and she started following me. <laughs> and that is, um, cause, uh, Linda Hamilton was like for me like watching the Terminator and I was a huge gym rat but I was a gym rat because I had scoliosis it's kind of what started it and then I was the youngest of three girls and my sisters were gorgeous and voluptuous and I looked 12 when I was 18 you know <laughs> and so I was really into sports you know I swam I ran cross country I ran sprints I played on the boys soccer team I did anything I could in order to um, you know be the best me that I could be I was not going to win and the beautiful woman department with those sisters. So um, I remember when I saw Terminator, I was like, wow, she's so buff and she's so amazing. And I just really, you know, just fell in love with the character. And it inspired me to train more and to do more and stuff. So I walk in and I train with a guy named Diamond at Malibu Gym. And um, I'm walking in with him one day and he was just finishing with this prior client and she's on the, the, the leg extension machine. And it's freaking Linda Hamilton. <laughs> I'm like, are you going to introduce me? He goes, just go say hi. I'm like, I can't just go say hi. You know. <laughs> Finally, I walked up to her and I, I did. I, I such a geek. And I'm like, oh, I'm Tracy. It's so nice to meet you. I just love you. I mean, it was, it was a major geek moment. And um, But it was funny because then I thought of all the things after I saw her that I wished I'd said. You know, I did tell her how much she inspired me. And so it was really funny. Somebody had asked me about that. And I really got into detail in this interview. And I didn't think it through when I tagged her. You know? <laughs> the next thing I know, she's following me. And I'm like, okay, I'm having my second geek out moment here. You know? <laughs> so, See, anyway. Derek, this is how it's going to work. We're going to tag Tracy in. You want to hear that geek out moment Tracy had with Linda Hamilton. And then, we'll, <laughs> and then we'll have Lin, Linda Hamilton following us as well. I'm freaking blushing. Do you see this? <laughs> You'll never hear me say that about a guy, but it's like you talk to Linda Hamilton and I'm straight as can be. <laughs> it's like, you know, just I think she inspired me so much, you know. But, but to be able to, like, run into her and then to have her follow me back, I was like and, – and, I mean, I'm friends with Sean Penn. I'm friends with lots of really, really cool people. That doesn't affect me at all. I just think they're really nice people. But Linda Hamilton? <laughs> it's like, okay, I'm done now. Make me stop. <laughs> I totally know, totally know the feeling. Um, I, I've been 33 years in the entertainment business myself. And of course, oh, the last 20 working at Walt Disney World in entertainment. So obviously, um, hey, there's Max in the background. And he just walked up. Hey. Over there. Hang on. And there's the other one. Yeah. Hey. Hey, guys. You notice Max has a diaper on. Because <laughs> if he gets excited, he squirts. Oh, so it's yeah. like, you know what? This is a really excitable dog. So let's just give him a uh, Yeah, I have the same problem. So. Like, he doesn't, go to the bathroom. <laughs> he doesn't go to the bathroom in the house. He has this little thing that happens. You know what he was? <laughs> like, if he gets really excited, it's like, okay, we got to stop that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. You're talking about one. Disney. Um, so, of course, you know, all the celebrities that come in and, and VIPs and like, run into them all the time. It's like, hello, how are you? How's it going? Love the show. 
see you again. <laughs> and and you know, I'm so used to it and having been around you know, as a technician, it's like, okay, this is common practice. Then I'm, I'm working over at the sports complex where the Atlanta Braves were doing their spring training up until this year. This last uh, this season was their last season. Mm-hmm. And um, it was when Bobby Cox was their manager. And he was manager for for my favorite baseball team for a while. And, I had, and I've run into Chipper Jones down the, in the tunnel area, delivering gear to, to the locker rooms and whatnot. This one day, Bobby Cox just comes walking down the hallway. I'm walking past with some gear. And I'm like... Head up, realize who it is. Head down. How you doing, sir? Pleasure to meet you. Have a good day. And I'm like, I couldn't, I couldn't look at him. Stumbling, I, I think probably as I was, hello, sir. You know, just the whole stammer and everything else. I'm like, he's the only person since working at Disney that has absolutely caused me to be dry mouth and. A stupor. Yeah, yeah, and just yeah. not able to do anything. It's like, just keep going. You're going to make an idiot of yourself if you stop and continue. <laughs> you <laughs> know what was the hardest walking. thing? The hardest thing for me when I geeked out over Linda Hamilton was that usually when I meet famous people, we're on such level ground, like we're both working on the same yeah. project. Instead, it's like, what am I going to say? You know, yeah. this is going to happen. I'm not walking out of here without this happening, but what am I going to say? Because and, and, you know, it's it's funny because... This lady left my house yesterday and um, I had walked in and I had the house an open house because I have the house for sale and I was sneaking through like I was just meant to pass, you know, get get in the house real quick and then leave. And she looks at me and as I zooming by and she goes, you look really familiar. She goes. And then she made a joke and she's like, you remind me of this girl that was actually also a robot. And then I knew that she actually knew who I was. Right. And that's all she could <laughs> say. It was just something clever. And, you know, I thought that was kind of cool. You know, so, and yeah. sometimes geek out with me, too. And that makes me feel really good having been on the other side of it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and, now, I did get a chance to meet my inspiration twice. Uh, it's Ben Burt, who is the sound designer for Star Wars. Uh, mm-hmm. When I met him at the first Star Wars convention I went to, um, of course, here's all the, you know, waiting in line to meet him with everyone else. And, and I could see him. It's like, he's going, yeah, I'm celebrity, you're a fan. Yeah, how it is at a convention type deal. And I get up there and it's like, well, my family would say it's all your fault, but I don't care because I've enjoyed every moment of the ride. But because of you, I have become an audio engineer because um, yeah. you inspired me. And I saw it go from celebrity fan to boom, peers. Yeah. I and mean, we just started shop talk. And mm. and my original co-host on this show uh, was right there with me. And we're and the three of us were shop talking. And then we get Matthew Wood involved shop mm-hmm. talking. And all these people are looking at us like, what's going on here? We just had that moment. And then yeah. two years later, he's back again. And of course, difference from the two years is Disney allowed us to go with facial hair. So I have what I have now. And he goes, you guys work at Disney, right? <laughs> you remember. Wow. <laughs> and just continue you know, talking have, again. You know, I have huge ties to Disney. My great grandfather was 
the, one of the first composers for all this Steamboat Willie, all that stuff. Really? Yeah, Albert Lewis is my great-grandfather. Wow, yeah. wow. So my mother used to sit on the original Donald Duck's lap when she was a kid, and I have all these stories. <laughs> and, and whenever they do a book and they include stuff on him, people always message my manager because they're always hunting for, you know, who will talk about him. And I, I, I've provided a lot of information on him, so I've, like, gathered a lot on it. It's really very cool. He also did the... Uh, the film was in the 30s, Susanna. Okay. So he was working with uh, something, Max Studios, I forget what it's called. But anyway, yeah, it's kind of cool. So my, my mother grew up around all the Disney stuff, and her family moved out here with Walt Disney. Okay. Isn't that oh. cool? Yeah. yeah, that is. That's really cool. Yeah. I, and, you know, if a lot of the Disney podcasts on whose the various Disney podcast forms I'm on on Facebook, if they heard this, you might be a sought after guest for them just for that history. <laughs> oh, yeah. So much information. I have even lists and videos and stuff because I've collaborated with um, like James Bone. He's a B-O-H-N. He's a um, he's. He wrote this huge book on all the, you know, original composers back in that day. And he's very into the Disney thing. And so we went back and forth and collaborated for close to a couple of years before his wow. book came out. Yeah. And then and then and he, he contacted another guy that had reprinted a bunch of the sheet music and, you know, Three Little Kittens, this, that and the other thing. And it says exactly which songs my great grandfather did. And I guess even back then they were responsible for putting the words to it, which I thought was kind of cool. So I have I know which ones he did what for, and it was just it's it's really cool. I have a whole archive box wow. on everything I've gathered on it. Yeah. So not even only the, even the pictures on IMDb of him I put up there. Not even oh, wow. sci-fi royalty, but we now find out some Disney yeah. royalty as well. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's cool. cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is, yeah, that's really cool. That, that yeah. definitely overshadows my twenty years at Disney. <laughs> <laughs> and to know that I'm going into the parks like Magic Kingdom, and I'm probably hearing some of your grandfather, great grandfather stuff. Yeah, still played in the parks. Yeah, yeah, it's so. amazing. It's amazing. I've even downloaded. I've found a whole bunch of them online, and I've down. I've got them all in a folder. Downloaded them because all those silly symphonies and stuff. That stuff's all. Um, that's all, you know, out there everywhere. It's on YouTube. Yeah. It's everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Right. So once I found out what he'd done, then I started gathering. Yeah. Kind of fun. And I have all these videos of my mom because she passed of Alzheimer's in November and it was really hard. But while she was, because she always talked about these stories and she would mimic how he played the piano because I guess it was very vibrant, you know. And so I started videotaping her talking about him just because there was so much good information in there. And I knew that she wouldn't be with us to share it with anybody else. So I haven't gone through that yet because it's still a little fresh. But at some point, I'll go through all that and write it all down. Yeah. Well, it sounds like last fall was just crappier for a a lot of people I know. Yeah. I I lost my dad in September. It was very sudden. So sorry. And then I'm sorry to hear about your mom. Um, Yeah. It's brutal. Yeah. But uh, another friend of the show um, that's been on quite a few times, Ellen Dubin, of course, she lost her husband. Well, her husband and her father. Well, I thought she did. She lose them both in the fall. I thought They're she lost together because Ellen and I would te- would text back and forth um, on messaging because she was taking care of her father and I was helping take care of my mother. I literally was shooting six days a week, and on my one day off, I'd go up and relieve my sister and take care of my mom. So it's like we were kind of chatting back and forth while that was because we were both dealing with end stage Alzheimer's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I for some reason, of course, uh, my mind totally went a whole new direction. You know, after losing my dad, 
for for some reason, you know, with time stopping, for some reason, I thought she lost her dad earlier in the year. I didn't realize they were that close. They were pretty. I don't know exactly how close because I was going through my mom passing at the same time. Yeah. But it was it was close enough that it's it was a disaster. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, there's never a good time for anybody to go. But yeah. this was the worst Mother's Day for me ever. I have to tell you that. And nothing anybody could do to change that. And I never drink too much. I drank that day. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not looking forward to Father's Day. You know what? Just um, I was really happy. One thing that it's always a little odd is like all my girlfriends and I, I appreciate it, but I get happy Mother's Day from like 40 friends, you know, yeah. and cousins and everybody else. Nobody did it this year except for I think one. Oh, my designer did it. But I appreciated that. You know, it was like, oh, only one person did it. Because I just didn't, I was trying so hard not to think about it. And I was so glad that I didn't get bombarded with Happy Mother's Day texts because I would have been crying all day, yeah. you know. I cried um, enough, yeah, so. I mean, yeah, my, well, the other hard part with it, too, is September, you know, my wife said that's her least favorite month now, or one of her least favorites, because her birthday is in September, and uh, her, di- her dad died four years ago, and he was cremated on her birthday. Oh. And, and then, of course, you know, my dad died. Dying, you know, shortly after her birthday last year. And it's like, yes, yeah, September's hard. And when she said, you know, the holidays, it's just not the same. Yeah. I kind of understood what she was saying. But then last year, it's like, okay, now I completely understand. Oh, it's, 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 I imagine you were very close with your father. Like I was, was my mother and seeing how you are. Yeah. But, and I was that way too. I was so close with my mom. Luckily, I'm really close with my dad too. And my dad's still with us. Um, it's like my sister. She's doing something really sweet. She's helping my dad out. She scans all the old photos, the old oh, photo box. Cool. And I get there and she wants to show them all to me. And I'm like, today I can't look at them, you know, or you can show me six because she can go through them because she didn't spend a lot of time. She was with mom at the end for the, she took care of her for the last year right. and a half, but I was with her for that 30 years before that. And I can't go through 50 photos, you know, I'll just start crying, you know, and it's yeah. like, I have oh, to take it in small doses. See, yeah. and I think my family dynamic is a little different. I, I can't believe I'm actually talking about this here, but you know, it's, it's, it's good therapy. <laughs> yeah. Um, my my family dynamic is is totally different. Um, it's I'm this is testing my patience a lot. Uh, with with both of them, uh, Derek knows the story of what recently happened with my mom, and they're like, I don't believe this, and and, uh, and it's just sur- surviving this part of it is, is what's even harder is dealing with them because yeah. I am so much like my dad and I look back and like, how did he do it? It's, yeah. I mean, definitely a lot of love there, but, um, with father's day, you know, I got my own daughter that like now I got to make a special for her since I don't yeah. have it there for, for that's my end anymore. I, that's how I felt. And I have kids and they tried to make me feel better, but I, I couldn't feel good that day. It couldn't feel good. You know, it's like, and I think that's okay. I mean, especially as an actor, you know, I mean, one of the most important things is to feel things. Right. And, um, and I, uh, by the way, there's a scene in the time war. Oh my God. I, I'll <laughs> never forget it where we're in the middle of a scene and it was really intense and the phone rang and my sister said, can you talk as she's crying? And I'm like, well, no, but yes, you know, and my mom had just passed. 
And I hung up the phone. I drove up there later that day. I hung up the phone. And there's all these people here. We're shooting. And this character's not crying. And I didn't know what to do. And I'm just standing there realizing that my mom, you know, one of my best friends had just died. And I've got this production hanging on me. And I stood there like a zombie. Like, literally, like, didn't know what to do in full costume, you know? And it was a weird costume. And Neil walked up to me. He walked away from everybody else. He walked up to me. And he goes, are you okay? And I go, I don't feel anything right now. Like, I was completely shut down in shock. And he goes, what do you want to do? And I said, I don't know what to do. Like, I had no thoughts. Everything was gone. And he goes, he goes, well, why don't you sit down and finish the scene and then you can go up there? <laughs> <laughs> That's Neil. <laughs> On with the show. I sat down. It was the weirdest performance. Like, because she's recalling all these things in her mind that bring her up and down this roller coaster, but it, it turned out really well, but it's so creepy. Because of that underlying factor that the whole time all I could think about was, oh, shit, mom just died. Like, I knew it was going to happen for months, but it happened right in the middle of a shoot, right in the middle of my scene with, like, a page of dialogue. And we shot it, and it's it's in the film. It is literally that raw moment that you you can't, you can't prepare for. It's probably what, what worked from what you're saying. Down, cost the production tons of money. I couldn't, you know, I had to keep going. And <laughs> I, I thought about it later and I thought what I really wanted to do was go curl up in a ball and cry, which I did for the next two days straight. But um, I actually couldn't shoot for a few days because my eyes were so swollen, you know. (laughs) But um, that'll always be like I'm going to have to watch. Like with Rogue Warrior, there's some scenes in it that were so emotionally treacherous that I had to watch the film like 15 times before I could watch it without crying. Because as an actor, I remember what I was feeling at the time. I'm not listening to her. I'm feeling. And so I had to get a little numb to it. And I'm going to have to watch that scene so many times before I bawl when I watch it. You know, let's see. Uh, and oh, yeah. and I, could, I could relate and have that connection because I was at work when I got the call from because I've been checking in on my dad and it, yeah. it was a it was a rough two weeks and, and everything was sudden. Um, he ended up in ICU. So I mm-hmm. hadn't actually spoke with him for two days. Um, I was speaking with his nurse and then I, I'm working at Epcot. Um Doing, doing one of the shows there and I had just finished we, we were on our long break I was just finished eating lunch when I get the phone call from the from the ICU ward saying I'm in Florida they're in Georgia um, saying we've started CPR do you want us to continue oh my god mm. oh my god uh, and I'm like yeah because my mom and brother who were in Michigan and on their way back are in route and I don't know where they're at mm-hmm. and they go okay and I then said do I need to make plans to come up? And then I heard a pause that lasted forever in my mind. And I hear the nurse go, yes, you probably should. Lost my mind. Absolutely lost my mind. And then I called my mom. It's like, where are you guys? We just walked in the hospital. Uh, they're doing CPR. You need to get up there now. And then uh, two hours later, after I left work, because I said, I got to go. I can't stay here. I, I can't. Mm-hmm. I'm no good to anyone in my mental state right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to get in trouble because I will snap because I'm in that raw state. And mm-hmm. even though I can't leave until the next morning, I can't be here. And then two, two hours after I got home, because I probably took me in about another 45 minutes after that call before I made it back home. Two hours later, we get the call saying he passed. Wow. 
So yeah, I, I absolutely understand of you just don't feel you're like, what do I do? No, it's like complete and total shock. And, you know, for me, like my mom was, you know, she, she <clears throat> was wasting away for a very long time. Right. And, um, <clears throat> but also the pressure of how's dad going to be because dad and mom have been married for 62 years. <sighs> he met my mom when she was 14 and they got married when she was 16. Wow. And so he's still kind of not okay. Like he's, he's healthy and he's happy, but him and I will start talking and we go down that path and we can go down fast. You know, it's like, okay, we got to not talk about that while. Yeah. Yeah. My mom and dad were married this year. will have been their 50th. Oh, so same thing. It's very, very similar. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. But they have, but they have been together a a little longer. It's Max. Yeah. Max wants to be on the show, too. My daughter went outside, so he's crying. <laughs> Again, this is one of those times it's someone else's dog is not mine for once. But listen, doesn't he sound like Chewy? Here, listen. He's, when he whines, he sounds like Chewy. Max, <laughs> what happened? Oh, I know he's not going to do it. He goes, Whoa. And I'm always like, my, okay, I have my own Chewbacca. <laughs> We could we could, we could talk we could talk back to him. <laughs> oh, he's running to the door. <laughs> yeah. Are you okay? He's like, she's here. <laughs> My daughter's looking at me like, what? <laughs> <laughs> So I was telling them he sounds like Chewy. And so then they played Chewy. And he goes, Cherry. And I go, he's like, Chewy's here. <laughs> okay, <Ooh. sorry. laughs> I absolutely love that sound. <laughs> okay. Back on to happy things. Yes. Yes. So. <laughs> so, But my heart will be with you on Father's Day because I know what it uh, feels like. I appreciate it. Plan something to distract yourself. Well, that happens to also be um, my wife and I will celebrate 20, our 22-year wedding anniversary that Friday. So I'm off that weekend. So with the so with the three of us, we're we're already making plans to go out and do stuff. Good. Do some as, as long as they allow me to sleep in on Sunday, I'll be okay. Right. <laughs> Since I don't eat that that okay. often. Warning, though, mine hit me the night before, which I didn't expect. I think it was the dread of the fact that it was Mother's Day the next day. I went down hard the night before, and I did not expect it. I wish somebody told me that, you know what I mean? Because it was that day that I'd been dreading. Like, Because everywhere I went, there's like signs and stores and stuff. Oh, Mother's Day. I'm, I'm like, I just, it was like, I couldn't get away from it. And then the night before, I was just like, "Oh shit, this is gonna be bad." You, you know, I've been I've been seeing the signs, why not? But it's it's almost like I see it, but I don't. Okay. Type thing. It's like, oh, happy, it's a Happy Father's Day sign. Just keep walking. It's like, yeah, it's just another road sign type thing or another sign in the store. So it's it's. I guess I'm not acknowledging it. I guess mm-hmm. it's the right thing I'm looking for. Uh, and even one of our affiliates, uh, it's a company called Fanchess. They say, hey, you know, help help us promote our um, the Father's Day Fanchess box. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. And, of course, my dad and I have sports in common. And it's like, 
I, mm. I promote it, but I, I guess I'm just not grasping the the Father's Day aspect of it mm-hmm. for obvious reasons. And uh, so I, mm. I don't know. Uh, now I know we keep an eye out for the night before to see what happens. Yeah, yeah. So, it me. Yeah. Sorry to mention that, but I no, I no. Wish, it, I kind of wish that I would have known that it wouldn't wait till that day to be bad. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I guess it's also the joy that we get from having been close with our parents, you know. And and as my dad always says, whenever I get really blue about it, he always goes, "You know, Tracy Lee, which is my middle name." <laughs> he goes, "You know, he goes, you know, Tracy Lee." He goes, "Life has two ends." Yeah. And and that's always a good reminder to. Think Think of it simplistically. Well, I, I think another reason why I really haven't acknowledged the the Father's Day stuff is um, this is the first year that we haven't gone out and bought cards. Yeah. Because uh, for both of us, our grandfathers are gone. Now, with both of us, the, f- the fathers are gone. Um, it just doesn't seem there because we're, we're not buying a Father's Day. Well, I guess we'd get one for, for my brother-in-law, but which, okay, I guess at this point in time, we probably do need to go out and get one for him. It wasn't just the card for me I because I had this level of appreciation of my mother because I used to always say, you know, she was the wind beneath my wing. She was my biggest supporter. And and this is a really rough industry where nobody supports you in all those formative years. And um, so I would do things like make her little videos of like old pictures and video clips and stuff. So I actually would put like a good solid week's worth of effort, even though I might spread it out over time into making sure that she felt appreciated. And so that whole time leading up to it, it was like, it was, I didn't, it was like one of my favorite jobs of the year was taken away, you know? Yeah. 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 And it was fun to replay those videos over and over and over again. And she just like all year, you know, so it was so much worth the effort just to do that one little thing. I, I'm not going to say any other industry is hard either, but yeah, entertainment, it, it could be brutal. It can. There's nothing like having your mom, like no matter what you do. I mean, she had cancer 25 years ago, really bad. They didn't expect her to live. And um, it was cute because I had a lot of things on the air. I had a couple shows on the air. I had commercials on the air. I mean, all the stuff on the air. And she's, she would tell me because she was undergoing chemo. And she says, you know, Tracy, she goes, it, it helps me so much. She says she would leave the TV on in the background while she slept. And then she'd wake up when she heard my voice. Because I was wow. always popping the TV. <clears throat> and it was just cool because everybody else is like, oh, yeah, whatever. Everybody else tries to minimize how much effort you're putting out. You know, you're working day and night. Right, and, they're like, right. and they're either like catty about it or dismissive or don't think that much. And, it, and it's a tough industry to grow up in. Yeah. You know, yeah. but there was always mom, you know. So when, when yeah. you when you've got the family to support and then later in life in the industry, that support slowly goes away. It, it's it's a weird thing. It's like, oh my gosh, what I wouldn't do to have my mom didn't um, didn't see Rogue Warrior. Oh, wow. you know? mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like, you know, it's like I just couldn't wait for her to see it. She was going to be so proud of it. And then she didn't make it. Yeah. So, I mean, she was still alive when it came out, but she couldn't have watched a show and made any sense out of it. You know, she right. was, her facilities were already too far advanced. I would show her pictures here and there, but she didn't even really, she couldn't even acknowledge it really, you know. So, yeah. So you spend two years making something, and you know your biggest person that's going to appreciate it is your mother. And then she's not there when it comes out as a little yeah 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 so um when is 
Time War expected to come out. You know, it's got a huge job of post-production because it is, in its rough-cut form, eight hours long. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so now we're talking of turning it into a TV series. And um, because it's just too much for film, it would have to be three films. Sounds you know, like, and it's yeah. so epic that you can't really cut a lot of it out. You know, it's right. as it became this one story and then we hired other actors and all this brilliant ideas came out. And then we decided to go shoot in England and we had all these other ideas. <laughs> and, and he's been working on this project for so long that he just put that kind of time and effort and money into it. And then it's like, oh, my God, this is going to take forever to get through post. And so that, that was kind of impetus behind, let's go shoot this one. <laughs> yeah. It sounds really interesting, though. Really yeah. interesting. It'll be next year. It'll be next year. It, it, yeah. it sounds like it'd be perfect for Sci-Fi Channel with the way some of the shows yeah. they put on. Yeah. Well, that or Netflix or, you know, I mean, I'd yeah. love to. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. Netflix would be awesome. Yeah. So I'll keep you posted, though. But it's, it's pretty amazing. There's a lot of work, a lot of work in that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we don't want to keep you too much longer. It's been a great episode, I, I think. Yeah, uh, it has definitely. It has J- kind of run the gamut, haven't we? We've we, kind of we have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we've hit so high spots. Don't yeah. read the tagline. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I, well, I think I think we're going to be keeping in touch a little bit more now yeah. that now that we have a, a bond that we re- didn't realize we. I know, right? Yeah. So I guess oh, we yeah a couple of them. So whenever you yeah. get whenever you get one of those moments, just know, hey, catch me on Messenger, send me, drop me a line. Yeah, I actually so. went through and found your your contact stuff the other day when I sent that over to you. I'm like, okay, I got to find those guys. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, if not, you, you knew Clint probably had it over at October. Yeah, he's 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 taken a little break for another couple of weeks, and then I think he'll be back. But he's uh-huh. the other people running it right now, so I reached out myself. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I, I was telling Derek. I'm like, I, he was asking. So, did you contact her? She con- like she contacted me. And you know, a surprise. It was, it was really yeah. kind of fun because I'm so used to having somebody else do it, and it was kind of fun. I just looked for all the people that I really enjoyed, you know, talking to and and doing stuff with and and everybody was really cool about it it was fun i think everybody reacted kind of like you what do you mean you're sending me a message (laughs) (laughs) well i'm i'm glad to know we're on that list then there you go of people yeah Yeah. i i will say getting getting contacted hey we got this project and we're open for interviews um one of the first times i had that happen was a big shock and that's when john schneider contacted me about um Oh shoot! What was the film he was doing? It was his uh, oh. his little into, his little uh, horror film he did that had uh, Malcolm Denier and. Uh, I remember that, but I don't remember what it's called because he contacted me on that. Yeah, because he's friends with Clint. Okay. So yeah, um, yeah. Oh. so I heard his people on that. <laughs> but I think I was shooting Rogue Warrior. Okay. Yeah. I would say from from what I've heard, you would have to really check out his studio that he's got going there in Louisiana. I uh, did. I looked at it when they contacted me. I was like researching it and stuff like that. Yeah. I've just been busy. I hear, <laughs> I hear it's a, a pretty pretty awesome studio with some of the stuff he was trying to do with it. Uh-huh. I was like, because um, I remember him talking to us that he was trying to build a, a recreation of the French Quarter on property uh facade wise and uh some of the 
just some of the other stuff he he had done uh, there with his land. Uh, having moved here to Orlando from Louisiana, where my wife and I met, uh, mm-hmm. and I, I moved around a lot as a kid, and I'm not military. My wife is, and I moved more than she did. Um, Smothered's the name of the film. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, it was a funny concept. You have to. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was a ho- it was a hokey little film, but it was great. Um, the the ending was was a lot was a lot lot better than I thought it would be, and it was it was a fun film. And uh, <laughs> I was busy. I was shooting, but I was so curious. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes, I, I watched the link for a while, and I thought it was clever. Yeah. But I know next time wherever. If we ever drive home to to Shreveport and we're through that area, I, I almost want to go. I'm gonna be in the area. Can you check out the studio and and actually see see the facility? Because yeah, yeah. I love um, when we lived in Shreveport. We uh, my wife and I when we were dating would go to Dallas and go to studios at Los Colinas, mm-hmm. and, and that's a fun little movie studio there in, in the Dallas area. It's like really, this is here, and of course. One that's out, that's where they filmed uh, Leap of Faith with uh, Steve Martin and Walker Texas Ranger was filmed there a little, uh, for some stuff and Barney the dinosaur was filmed there. Oh like, yeah, well, I didn't need to know that, but <laughs> he died recently. I read. Did he really? Well, you know, about two miles from where I live is where they shot that beach scene on Planet of the Apes. If you want to talk oh, wow. about locations, you know. <laughs> Statue of Liberty still there? Yeah. No. No. <laughs> I believe they had to remove that. <laughs> That's a shame. Yeah, but it's right up the way. We always drive. Well, we drove William Kircher and his wife by there just last weekend. We're like, okay, this is where they shot that scene. And then up the other way, a few miles, is the MASH set up to Panga Canyon. Oh, wow. for, for the TV series or for the movie? Oh, God, that's a really good question. I, but there's still part of it there. You can actually wander around there and stuff, oh, and there's stuff there. Yeah. Because I know they filmed part of it in Oklahoma as well um, yeah. at the the area where, um, where they did a lot – Oh, I can't remember. I don't remember if it's yeah. Lawton you, or Broken Bow. Do you have your little list there of things to ask Neil? Because he'll know exactly. <laughs> I do not. But all this is gonna, all this will come back, believe it or not, when we do talk to him. Yeah, yeah. That's so, kind of cool. And, and, yes. now, and I know you said you, you're going to help us try and get Daniel on, on Wookie Radio, but. Oh, yeah, I will. Send me a message to remind me. I think we're going to have to ask you, too, about William. I think that would be fun to have him on as well. Oh, and William's here. He just got back from New Zealand. I could, I could hook you up. Ah. Uh, mm-hmm. I could do that. That would be cool. Yeah, that would be really cool. Yep, I'll do that for you. Just send me a message with both of those things, and I'll email them over. And Yeah, uh, and William's well, on. Yeah. See, Derek, see what happens when we're nice guys? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Actually, you can, whenever I work on a project, I can probably get you just, you know, a bunch of the people on there. Like on this one, there's a couple people who aren't interviewing right now. But if there's ever people that I've worked with and you want to interview them, just let me know. Heck yeah. No, no problem. <laughs> jokingly, yeah, I'm going to say yeah, Michael yeah, J. We Fox. We got a connection. <laughs> yeah. it, jokingly, I'll say Michael J. Fox. <laughs> I have no contact with him. <laughs> that was a long time ago. A few years ago, we'll say. Yeah. It was two, three years ago. Yeah, there you go. Something like that. Who's counting? Where can people find you online? Um, kind of the hub of it all is my website, which is tracybirdsall.com. Twitter, I'm tracybirdsall1. Pinterest, I'm tracybirdsall1, because of course there's another Tracy Birdsall in the Midwest. 
And Facebook, I'm Tracy Birdsell Official. Awesome. Oh, and Instagram, Tracy Birdsell One. I don't think I have your Instagram. Tracy Birdsell One. I will know. <laughs> there, you, there you have it. <laughs> so we be geeks will be following Tracy Birdsell One on Instagram there, shortly. There you go. My most recent picture is kind of funny. It's it's me and the pokey, that one still where I'm in prison. I just think it's so funny because I've never been in prison and I just had to make a joke about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we thank you for coming on and, and joining us and uh, having a, a roller coaster of a ride of an episode. Sorry to make you and, uh No, it's all right. Yeah. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah. Good there. And I just I just ordered uh, Rogue Warrior on yeah. Amazon. So oh, I should be getting it by this weekend. Make me look bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but now you can just borrow his. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> yeah, except he's in Florida. I'm in Massachusetts, so. Oh, we have to get you And it's whether or not his, his co-host on Keepers of the Fringe will let go of it as well. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I can't My wait to Chris. hear what you think. Yeah. yeah. I can't wait to watch it. Yay. Yeah. And if you ever can find Who's Jenna besides streaming, because let me know where you find it. Because I've had a, I have a hard copy of it, but I need to get my hands on more for other people. Yeah. You guys are like, yeah, we're not really comedy people. No. <laughs> no, actually. No, I actually, actually love comedy. I'm interested in that one, too. Oh, okay. But, I, uh, well, but I, you just said it was hard to find, so I'm like, eh. You can stream it easily, but actually having a physical media copy, I've found very challenging. Yeah. yeah I think that you, let me know. I think with that one, I, I just may just go with the streaming option instead. See if I yeah. can get it through iTunes. Yeah, you can. Yeah, I'm sure so, you can. Um, well, stay in touch for sure. Yeah, and, you too. And I will. Remind me. I will. Okay. And and obviously, you know, we're live up to our word. We said, you know, you're welcome back anytime. And here you are. And we just, I had a grand old time still. All I have to do is keep making product and you guys will still want to talk to me. Of course. <laughs> Ah. I'm just teasing you. Even if you don't have anything, you're a lot of fun. Remember that film I did 10 years ago? <laughs> <laughs> it's the anniversary, so come on the show. <laughs> That's funny. Of course, okay. if you ever come out to, to Florida or uh, Boston area for conventions, please let us know as well. I'll let you know. Oh, I, yeah. I didn't even do Comic-Con out here last year because we were shooting, but I haven't done a convention in a long time. I did Star Wars Celebration and Comic-Con the year before. Four, but yeah. Were you, were, were you a guest at Celebration? I was a certified visitor. Ah, <laughs> the best type of cosplay. I got to do everything I wanted to. Yeah, Comic Con we usually end up doing interviews the whole time, so I don't really get to wander that much. So we'll go there early and we'll do all the pictures and everything because I'm a geek. I like to climb on yeah. everything and with everything. And yeah, yeah, and that's, that's like, the thing, uh, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's such a hub. I mean, you can talk to so many people, and it's just so easy. You know, you just literally Literally every hour, you're like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, It's hard to find time to enjoy it. Yeah, I I I definitely heard Celebration Anaheim was a lot better than Celebration Orlando that was here last year. It was pretty epic, I have to say. I mean, it was huge. I have pictures while I was in line. It was just a sea of people, you know. (laughs) Yeah, I I remember seeing. I remember seeing the pictures. I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, it's it's Tracy. I got the T-shirt and I got the socks. I'm very happy. get a t-shirt from from my last year was oh that was I a had mess to stand in line for that too and it took forever yeah there were there was a line i almost want to say there was a line to get into the line to get into this shop it was that, <laughs> almost that bad 
Um, it's so organized. They're so organized. It's crazy. Last year, it, you know, if you listen to a lot of people, there was a lot of disorganization. I mean, the uh, line, the line, the first day to get in was over three miles long, oh with the gosh. way everything was all queued up and whatnot. And wow. Like three hours to get in at opening, and oh, uh, it, it was mm-hmm. crazy nuts. I'm so glad I had a media pass. <laughs> it just made things so much easier. <laughs> Yeah, that's what's great about Comic Con. Just get your passes, and you just. I think last time we were at our artist, the guy who did the poster for Rogue Warrior, we we met people at his booth. So we always just kind of borrow someone else's booth where we're going to meet. Well, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, and then we hold a signing and stuff like that. It's fun. Yeah, that that, that would be a goal is, is to get all my co-hosts. Yeah, Derek and, and the guys from my other shows, we all do a big meetup and invasion of San Diego Comic-Con. San Diego Comic-Con is pretty amazing. One of these days it'll happen. It's just, yeah. we're not we're not there yet. Yeah, you can get your media passes, you get in for free. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, well, again, thank you for coming on. And, thank you for having uh, And we will definitely be in touch. And, uh We'll we'll make sure we're not strangers. Yes, so, please do. And, okay. uh, well, we're, we're strange, but not strangers. We're all strange. <laughs> I, I, I think Jim Morrison said it best. People are strange when you're the yes. stranger. <laughs> They're strange anyway. Yeah, that's what we like about them. So, um, so check out Rogue Warrior. Look for who's Jenna. Keep an <laughs> keep an eye out for the upcoming. Evolution War, and here's hoping Time War comes to Netflix or Sci-Fi Channel or something along those lines in the near future. In a timely fashion. In a very oh, oh nice, <laughs> nice. Okay, guys, thank you so much. Not a problem. <laughs> Until next time. Want to know more? <laughs> So, um, the bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production.